Hello, welcome to the Trauma Talk. I am jo- I am joined by Brooklyn and Drake, and I am your host, Alex. Today, we'll be talking about chapters 11 through 13. So, starting off in chapter 11, um, well, we had just, uh, in chapter 10, we had just, like, ended in Elwood... Um, he was like admiring his hard work setting up the Christmas decorations and now we skip ahead many years to when Elwood is much older and he's living in New York City Um, so it's the 4th of July right now Um, I guess the, the big dilemma in chapter 11 right now is like all of the trash that's piling up and like there's it's kind of like protests, I guess. It's more so just like people are going on strike um, because garbage is piling up in the streets in New York City. Which to me is like different because I mean, just how this book was like structured. So like, it makes you wonder if these are all just flashbacks, like in the before part of the book. Well, it'll be like fast forwarding now. Yeah. To the present, when he's in New York, and it and it sounds like Elwood is still kind of like an activist yet. Yeah. Um. So and Elwood has a girlfriend now. Her name is Denise. Um. So I guess that's nice that he has a girlfriend. Yeah, his life seems pretty good with her. It's just like typical relationship stuff, arguing a little bit. Some someone who can like he can talk to you to get stuff off his chest. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, I guess well, the first job we knew Elwood had was like that dishwasher back at the beginning of the book, and then he worked at the drugstore, and now he's had multiple jobs, and now he's working for like a moving company, um, and it's it said in chapter 11 like when he went to go lift up this like I don't know what it was like a dresser type thing there was like 300 pounds of weights in it so like he threw out his back oh yeah like that would have been awful like because I don't even know how he would be able to lift anything after like all the beatings like from his childhood I I know before like it's it's said in the book that he threw his back out like two other times I'm pretty yeah. sure. I think I think with yeah the dresser and then now like the bag, which is kind of unfortunate. <laughs> yeah. Um. So yeah, then I think like he he likes the idea of the moving company. I think he likes that type of job. Um. And like he starts to kind of plan on maybe beginning his own type of business. So, like, he bought a van and he starts his own company. Um, which it, then he called it something like AAA or, like, like Ace Moving. So, I, he, I, which, I don't know, it's ironic. I don't know if he purposely did that or if that's just what came to mind because, like, Ace was, like, the highest level you could get at Nickel. Um, like, so, like, when you graduated, like, it was, like, Ace. So, I think he kind of like related it back to that or he maybe just totally did it on accident and then realized it or it could be a form of like resilience yes in a way for like him like 
going back to that time and being like, and just using that for his business to like boost him forward instead of setting him back yeah, like, from thinking about it. Remind him of like what he accomplished, like getting through all the levels kind of of nickel. Yeah, so speaking of resilience, so, like, resilience to me, I guess, is, like, just, like, after some, like, something hard in your life or an unfortunate, like, event, um, you bounce back from it quickly and you recover from it. Um, I can't really think of anything, like, I don't know, that I've been resilient about at the moment, like, I don't know. Homework assignments? I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I think my definition is, like, after, like, some sort of trauma, you, like, build a sort of forgiveness for yourself and others, and you move on from it. That's, like, my form of resilience, I guess. Yeah, uh, my form of resilience is probably, like, um, getting through something tough and then after you get through it, just building building yourself up and becoming better. Yeah. So I think Elwood definitely demonstrated a good, I don't know, demonstration of resilience in this chapter when we see how far he's come. Um, so I guess... I don't know, chapter 11, that's kind of just about the moving van and his new life, kind of, in later years. Yeah, and in chapter 12, I'm pretty sure it's about this guy named Cadence, right? I'm pretty sure. Clayton. Clayton. I believe. It's about, like, he was talking about many people that tried to escape, and he was the one that almost did. Yeah, I thought, I don't even know when, if I was in a situation like that, it'd be very, very tempting to escape because, like, I don't know. If you didn't escape and you get caught, obviously you'd get beat or, like, until you're dead, but I almost think it's just a better chance you try and escape rather than just stay there and suffer, like, years of your life. Yeah, because I'm pretty sure he was near a gas station, and he was walking. He was, he wanted to get a, a, he was, like, holding his hitchhiker thumb out to get someone. He was scared to death from doing that. He got this guy named Simmons. He thought he was going back home, but yet they drove back into Nickel. I remember the book saying if like people come like at night, there's a person that drops someone off at night. They're usually going to the secret graveyard, which is sad. Yeah. Yeah. So I guess I mean, and in chapter twelve, it kind of like explained the different ways you could get out of nickel. So like, one of them was to run away. Um, one of them was to be until you're 18 years old. Then you like automatically, kind of just get sent out. Um, or, like, a, I guess a judge can, like, re, like, bring up your sentence again, so, like, overturn it, um, or you, like, or you die from, it's always listed as natural causes or, like, escaped, but it's from the abuse. So then even if people turn 18, they can still just, they'll still, like, be staying there? It could... No, you automatically, like... 
the time you're 18, then you are Okay. Because when you said that you overturned, I was thinking that you, like, you'd, they'd say, nope, you gotta stay still. Um, yeah, so it just told the story about Clayton, um, and then, yeah, he was beaten to death once they caught him and brought him back. Um, so then, like, Elwood's grandma comes back for a visit. So now we're, like, back into Nickel. Like, it skipped ahead in chapter 11, and now back in chapter 12, it kind of, like, brought up a story from the past, and now it's kind of talking about Elwood again once she's in, once once he is in um, Nickel again. So then he meets with his grandma and, like, tells her he's okay, which she's obviously not. Um, so then, like, he got out of Nickel by, like, talking about how horrible it was, and then he got the school closed down. No, that's and, that's yeah. awesome, though, because no one should be living like that. It's just, like, it doesn't matter how bad you are, you shouldn't be beaten to death for it. That's just not right. Yeah. Um... So that wraps up chapter 12. Um, in chapter 13, so it skips ahead again, and now we're like in like the 80s, 1980s, I guess. Um, and in this chapter, he somebody from Nickel knew Elwood. Elwood didn't remember him, but like the guy remembered him, and his last name was like Pete. Um, and I don't know, I think if I saw somebody from my past, Unless it was, like, one of my friends from something like that, I wouldn't really... I don't think I'd really want to interact with them because then then it'd bring back, like, memories and... I don't know. I just wouldn't like to associate with the memory again. I don't know. It kind of reminds me... I don't know. This is, like, a little extreme for remembering, like, an analogy. But it reminds me of, like, when the, after the Holocaust, when people visited the camps again, like many people that were in that camp visited again and they just like all like kind of like gained resilience together in a way so i mean i would think it would be actually nice to see someone again that you knew from your past and just talk about it and maybe laugh about it (laughs) yeah i don't really think nickel would be a laughing matter Uh, well no well yeah but i mean depends on what story you're telling i guess um so then later um elwood like finds out that this guy has no job like no place to live I don't know, is kind of, like, Elwood's definitely much better off and came out of, El, or came out of Nickel with a good head on his shoulders still, but that's not the case for everyone, um, so this guy, like, has no job. I think Elwood instantly, like, because he's such a good person, he's kind of talking about his moving company and maybe, like, is going to hint at offering him a job, um, because he feels bad and, like, all these kids were left, like, I don't know, nothing left of their life, maybe no family to go home to. Um, so he asked Elwood for a job and, like, gives him all his information, which is on a napkin, because they were at, like, this, um, like, bar or something. 
Um, Makes sense. And, the, like, and Elwood, since he, like, kind of escaped from Nickel, um, and Clayton's escape was, like, widely known. Everyone knew about that. Everyone, like, kind of idolized him. Um, this guy didn't remember Elwood's escape, so that really made Elwood angry, like, because he wasn't known for something that nobody else did. Um, so on his way home, he just opens the window of the cab and throws the napkin out the window, probably because he was so frustrated that nobody remembers his escape. Yeah, I feel like if you did something of like that high caliber where you escaped a place that is like terrible for like beating all the kids and stuff and nobody remembered it, I mean, I'd be really frustrated too if that happened to me. Or what probably happened too was the school put it down and they said not to talk about it really or they didn't even bring it up because I mean, everyone's there just to survive. So I think out of all the people living, like basically living there, one person isn't really like a lot there. Yeah. Um, so, and then I guess um, if we had to rename this book, um... I don't know. I would call it The Shed because in the beginning of the book, the basically the beating room is like a sh- like a little like like storage shed like kind of in the back of the school it's like off in the distance somewhere so i so i so i would call the book the shed make it sound ominous yeah either that or like the white house or like out back um just cuz i think kind of the beatings are what traumatize the boys the most. Drake, how about you? What do you? What would you name the book? Yeah, I'd probably call it like the White House or something because I don't know. It just feels like it fit this book where um, they get to sent to this school for like trying to set them right, but like they just beat them in the room, so. So that was chapters 11 to 13. Next week will be our last podcast with chapters 14 to, I believe, 16 is the end of the book. Um, Thank you for joining us and come back next week. And I'm your host, Alex, joined by Brooklyn and Drake. And see ya.